Hello, this is Sam Glynn, and you're listening to Cyber 321, plain English cyber in three articles, two numbers and one action. It is July 15th, 2022, and the sun has finally arrived in Ireland. In this week's Cyber 321, I think it will be a record number of times that I mentioned the phrase multi-factor authentication. In the first of three articles this week, um, is a recent survey by Cyber Readiness Institute, which reveals that almost half of all small and medium-sized businesses do not understand the benefits of multi-factor authentication and do not enforce its use across key systems. This means that small and medium-sized business owners across the globe are still relying on usernames and passwords only to secure critical employee, customer and partner data. We all know the importance of our passwords, and for years we've been told that they must be strong which unfortunately usually meant we were forced to use complex passwords that were impossible to remember. The joy of multi-factor authentication, which means that a password is not the only thing needed to log into a system and that you need something else, for example, a security code generated by an app on your phone or a code sent as an SMS text message to your phone. And the joy of MFA is that your password is no longer particularly important anymore because it is only one of two or more things that an attacker needs before they can log into your IT system. The second article this week reminds us that MFA is not 100% effective, but you should turn it on 100% of the time. And this article in Cybercrime Magazine uh, was sponsored by Before, a cybersecurity training provider, and it points out the weaknesses of MFA, including numerous ways that attackers can find ways around this particular security measure. So why would I point out that MFA is not 100% effective when I continually harp on about the benefits of using MFA wherever it's possible? Well, firstly, because it's important to recognise that no single security measure can protect you from all types of cyber attack. But more importantly, because the article itself describes why MFA is so valuable, even if it can be bypassed by a determined attacker in a very targeted attack. The author mentions a Google survey that found the use of SMS codes blocked 100% of automated attacks, 96% of bulk phishing attacks, and 76% of targeted attacks. The last line of the article says it best, turn MFA on 100% of the time, because it always makes sense to do so. The third article this week is not about MFA. The record reports that SHI, an IT organization with 5,000 staff and $12 billion of revenue, and described by one Twitter user as Amazon for customers ordering computer equipment, was the recent victim of a malware attack. As part of its response to the attack, the company took its website offline, causing significant disruption to its customers and resulting in reputational damage. It's another reminder that even large firms with presumably significant cybersecurity budgets can still be victims and why it is therefore important for every organisation to have an incident response plan, so you know how you will respond when you are attacked. The first of two numbers this week is 1 billion, and that is the number of people whose personal data was stolen from Shanghai police by a cyber attacker, according to a report in the register. Apparently the data was stolen when a government software developer wrote a blog post that presumably accidentally included the login credentials necessary to access the information. If the system was protected by multi-factor authentication, the human's error may not have led to what looks like the world's biggest personal data breach, 
because the password would not have been enough for the attacker to gain access. And a bit of cybersecurity awareness training may also have reduced the likelihood of the human making this error in the first place. The second number this week is 13%. That is the percentage of SMEs that force staff to use multi-factor authentication, according to the Cyber Readiness Institute survey that I mentioned earlier. This means that for 87% of SMEs, a password may be the only thing that sits between their important data and a cyber attacker. A password that is set by a human and a human who could be fooled into revealing it to an attacker. This statistic of 87% should reinforce why baselining yourself against your peers is not a good strategy. Because in this case, the vast majority of your peers may be wide open to attack. Which brings me to the action this week. And yes, once again, it's all about multi-factor authentication. This is not the first time I've mentioned MFA. In fact, a search on my site indicates I've mentioned MFA in at least 13 issues of Cyber321 over the last 12 months. This indicates that the search functionality on my site is broken because I'm sure I've mentioned it more frequently than that. I keep talking about MFA because it is one of the most significant security improvements you can make. It's usually simple to set up and it doesn't cost much, if anything at all. So significant benefit and low or possibly no cost. Could there be a stronger business case? You need to check that all your accounts are protected with multi-factor authentication, especially important accounts like your email and any accounts that are accessible from the internet. At work, don't just look at your accounts and those of your business colleagues. Review the accounts used by IT support teams. After all, their accounts are usually the keys to the kingdom. And where multi-factor authentication is not available on a particular system, you need to consider the risk that this poses and find ways to mitigate the risk. For example, by ensuring the system is not accessible online, by ensuring the system cannot be accessed from non-corporate or untrusted devices, or by finding a better system that isn't hanging you out to dry by failing to provide multi-factor authentication functionality. That's it for this week. Until next time, take care.